This is Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Join Linda Hatfield as she speaks with Muskingum University students, faculty, and staff about the resources and strategies to help students succeed. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is brought to you by WMCO and the Spring 2023 Media Seminar Class at Muskingum University. Welcome to Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Today we're talking with four Muskies who are student athletes. I asked all of our athletic coaches for names of students who do a good job of balancing their academics and their sports. And these um, are four of the students that were recommended to me. In my work as academic coach, this is one area that comes up a lot with athletes um, that I coach, especially with my first year students, is that balancing athletics and academics. My first two guests are Hunter Foley and Kaylee Anstead. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Okay, so um, to get us started, how about if you both just tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, uh, what your sport is, and you know what year you are here at Muskingum. Yeah, so I am a senior here at Muskingum. I am double majoring in health administration, public health, minoring in business and psychology, and I am a uh, four-year um, tennis player here. Okay, thank you. And Hunter? I'm also a senior here at Muskingum. Um, I'm a nursing major, and then I am a psychology minor and a human anatomy minor as well. Okay, so it sounds like you both are, have full schedules, right? <laughs> um, so Hunter, can you tell me a little bit about how you felt about bal the balancing act between athletics and academics, especially during your first semester here? Yeah, so coming into college, I was the type of student in high school that never really kept a planner. I didn't really balance time very well. I just kind of managed on my own. Um, so coming to college was definitely kind of a culture shock in a way. Um, I actually had to buy my first planner and actually fill it out, um, which was definitely a change. But I felt like that helped a lot, um, just keeping my assignments straight, where I had to be at what times. Um, playing soccer was kind of a, a full-on commitment at the college level. I'd practice every day, um, sometimes twice a day. So making sure I can balance my athletics and my schoolwork was, was huge. So it was a little nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. definitely. Okay, good. Um, not good that it was nerve-wracking, but <laughs> thank you for sharing. Uh, Kaylee, how about you? How did how did you feel um, that first semester? Uh, my first semester was obvious, honestly like the hardest semester of my life. Um, coming into college, I was a good student in high school. Um, came into college, and I struggled academically for the whole first semester, and so was really challenging just trying to figure out um, study skills, um, being organized, stuff like that. I had used like a planner and stuff in high school, but I don't think I used it in the right way. So once I came to college, definitely had um, a rude awakening to how to stay organized and on top of my things. So it sounds like planners were a big deal in both of your worlds your first semester. Um, Kaylee, what other coping mechanisms have you developed to stay on top of your grades, especially in that first tennis season? Yeah, it was definitely challenging. I think the biggest thing that I learned is work ahead. Don't do things like the night before that they are due. So what I started to do, I didn't start doing this my first semester, which is why it was not a good semester. But um, every semester since, I take a look at my the work I have to do for my week and I organize it each week, different assignments that I have to do and which day I'm going to complete those assignments. And 
if I don't complete those assignments that I need to rework something in my schedule to make sure that everything is getting done. So that was definitely the biggest thing that I learned. And I learned um, the hard way that that was what I needed to do in order to be um, athletically and academically successful. And Hunter, all majors have difficulties with balancing this, but nursing majors have so much um, extra work on top of that. How do you stay prepared for your classes? Um, and especially during that first learning, that first learning year? Yeah, so I'm gonna go back to just planning, planning a week like what Kaylee said. Um, I run different apps to, so I run Apple, Apple Calendar to actually say where I have to go at what times, and then my written out pl planner is my actual assignments. Um, I feel like that keeps me really organized on what I have to do. Um, practice, balancing practice on top of that, I would just kind of block out three hours. Practice was normally only two, but I would block out three just for me to get ready um, and just be kind of reasonable with myself on how long my activities are going to take me. Um, and understanding that, you know, Sunday night, I'm not going to want to do all my assignments that are due on Monday. So recognizing that myself and making sure I set aside time to actually study and do my assignments throughout the week. So with the Apple planner that you use, what what good thing about that does that bring to it? So your planner, your paper planner, you can see it. Mm -hmm. What does the Apple planner do for you? Um, so I like the fact it has a real nice uh, time blocking system on there. So you can make sure you're not overlapping any of your times. Um, and when you're required to be at practice and class and all of your different different places you need to be, it's nice to actually just to be able to open your phone and look at it real quick and be like, okay, I have to be at the library in 15 minutes or I have to be in practice in five, like I need to get going. Um, it's just a real nice reminder because I can get notifications right right to my phone um, to just keep me in the loop of what I have going on. The, the notification is what I was interested in because I know I use the Apple Planner for myself mm -hmm. and it tells me where I'm going yeah. and, and that helps me so much. So um, this is a question for both of you. Have you utilized upperclassmen on your teams, um, especially during your season, to help you, you know, see what they've done and kind of borrowed some ideas from them? Either one of you can start. So I was kind of in a unique situation when I was a freshman. Uh, we only had two upperclassmen. Everyone else was seniors. So it was very, very challenging trying to figure out what to do. But I fortunately was able to turn to the peer tutors um, in the study center to really, really help me. Um, they also happen to be athletes as well. So while it wasn't my own teammates that were able to help me, it was other athletes at Muskingum that were able to help me uh, stay organized and stay on top of my assignments. And kind of piggybacking right off of that, um, we had a few seniors on our on our soccer team that I really went to whenever I was struggling in classes. Um, one of our seniors, he was a, a pre-med, so he took a lot of the same like base entry courses I did, your anatomy and psychology and things like that. So I would go to him to ask like for advice how kind of how to take the course what should I study um, and then some exactly what Kaylee said I would utilize those uh, the tutoring sessions and a lot of them were student-athletes or involved in other activities so just kind of using all the resources you have available to you is going to be the best key especially for in your, during your first year very good so this is a little bit different question um, and either you know, speak up when you have an answer to this. I often hear from my students, um, especially first-year students, that they're just here to play their sport and their academics kind of play second fiddle. Maybe they don't even really care about it. I came here to play football. I came here to play tennis. 
Um, how do you, either one of you feel about that statement? Um, well, first, I know a lot of people that say the same thing. But personally, I say to people, you're not going to be, you're, I'm not going to say never, but most likely you're not going to be pro. You're not going to play tennis professionally after college, but however your degree will get you to where you're going to be. That is one thing that you can guarantee is that if you have a degree, you will have opportunities available for you. So that's something that I've always told others, um, and I've kind of just helped others realize, you know, you really need to put your academics first. And athletics is huge in a lot of people's lives, especially athletes. Um, so kind of taking a step back and understanding that academics might be the more important thing when you enter uh, the college world is, is difficult for a lot of people. But I feel like when you come to Muskingum, Athletics are really important, but at the same time, you're coming for the, the academic side of things, um, and that's what the coaches understand as well. My coach was really understanding about, like, the workload that I had, and if I had to be late to a practice because I had a meeting or something like that, they understand. So a lot of the, the coaches and faculty, I would say everybody, actually, knows that it's an academic-driven place. Well, I appreciate you taking your time to come and talk to me. Um, I can't wait. You graduate in, in a few months, so um, I am going to cheer loudly when both of you cross the, cross the stage. Thank, well, thank you, you very much. Thank you. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Chapman's Coffee House. Chapman's is your place to go for a handcrafted latte and breakfast sandwich. Visit Chapman's at 68 and a half West Main Street in New Concord. Thanks to Chapman's for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Muskingum. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success, to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 1030 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. Okay, my next guests are Jill Loposki and Tulio Malone. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Well, um, I'm going to start with you, T. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your sport and how close you are to graduation. Uh, I'm Tulio Malone. I play football here. Uh, I'm a sophomore. Um, I'm majoring in sports administration and sports communication with a minor, in, working on a minor in Spanish. And I am currently like two years out from graduating. Okay, you're a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jill, how about you? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, I play soccer here. I'm an accounting major and a Spanish minor, and I'm also a sophomore. Okay. Um, T, in my role as education support specialist, I see all the starfish flags, right? And I work with making sure each student that has flags has a contact with our academic concerns team. So um, I know last semester during football season, you had, you had some struggles a little bit. So um, how did you make adjustments to pull yourself out of the hole that you might have found yourself in? Oh, uh, well, you know, during the season, you get I get anxious a lot, you know, once you once it keep going, you start thinking about football like every morning, every night, you gotta wake up at six AM a lot. But I had um like once I got injured, like I pulled my hamstring, it kinda was a setback for football. So it, it kinda got me to lean focus towards school more and I started to have meetings with coaches and I was like, Whoa, like I'm on a three point board and I didn't understand I have flags. So that really like was a reality check. And also, you know, moms call me because they get the information too. 
So it was kind of like everyone around me, coaches, parents, like just hitting my phone telling me that I'm, I'm slacking in class. So I was trying to like, okay, I got to step it up. We we do have quite a, a network of people that that watch over you and and encourage you. So I'm I'm glad that that did help you. That's yeah. good. That's one of the benefits of the Starfish program. So Jill, you main, maintained a pretty high GPA. How do you do that, especially during soccer season? Yeah. So um, for me, I got really lucky because my schedule my freshman year during season wasn't my harder classes. So I kind of had a way to ease in to like college classes. And so I've kind of, like, tried to maintain that, like, now that as best I can. I know it's harder for different majors, but kind of taking classes I know I'm going to struggle a little more with in the spring when I have more time. And then also just looking at the syllabus, making sure, like, I have everything written down, kind of staying organized. And that's worked for me so far. Good. So were either of you tempted to say, hey, I'm just here to play my sport? You know, I, I don't really care about my, my work so much. So tell me about how how you um, maybe changed that attitude. I've definitely always cared about my academics, but coming into college, I was undecided. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So kind of all of my classes felt a little bit like not as important because what I did know I wanted to do was play soccer. And so that kind of took up a lot of my thought, a lot of my time. And so I kind of just had to really like, look into what I was interested in, take some different classes, and, like, realize that soccer is four years. My education is going to be, like, what I'm paying money for, what I'm here for, and kind of, like, refocus myself on that. A lot of students make that adjustment, so I'm glad you did. How about you, T? Kind of like how Jill just said, but when I came in, I always thought, like, football, 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 because we come in earlier, so that's the first thing that we get into, we get right into it, but then... Um, once I was undecided, so I was like, well, I'm here to play sports right now. I, I'm not really worried about anything. I'm trying to get me a starting spot. But then once you look back into it, like, I literally just sat there in my room one day, I'm just thinking, like, okay, football through high school, it was cool. Like, you got your offers, but what did they look for before they accepted you? Was your GPA? So you need that GPA. So I was like, okay, well, that's why I was, like, student athlete. So I was like, that's when I realized I need to worry about my classes more. Um, since we're we're talking with you, T, um, you've had several coaches on the team. You mentioned coaches a few minutes ago. Is there a specific coach that you can go to? And I, I don't mean a specific name, but I think each one each football player has a, a coach that's kind of their coach. Um, how how does that relationship help you, help you through your academics? Oh uh, well, you have coaches for different things. Like some is overall academics. Uh, some is just like you're close with, like, you just have that bond with. Um, but I do have a coach that's, like, he's, even though we were, like, real tight, he makes sure I'm cool with life, school. So I do have a coach that's, like, always there for me. Not It's not just about football when I talk to him. But we really don't even talk about football most of the time. So, yeah, I have a, I have a coach like that. Good. Jill, do you have a good relationship with your coaches and your faculty as well? Yeah, for sure. And I think because the school is built up of so many student-athletes, the like relationship between like coaches, students and academics and professors and all of that is really good to where like if I have to miss a class for soccer, the professors are understanding. And if I have to like miss a practice or be late for a meeting or a class or a test, my coaches are also really understanding about that. That that is a, a good thing to have on your side. So, Jill, is there any advice you might share for incoming freshmen um, in the fall? 
Um, one of the big things that helped me a lot when I first came in was study tables, and it's something you don't want to do. I know a lot of teams have them when you're like visiting the school and they're talking about two, four hours a week of study tables. That's not your biggest interest, but really like when you have to have that time set apart, it's a great time to get things done, to make sure you're organized, just kind of get everything done. So that's definitely what helped me. T, how about you? Uh, I agree. Uh, study tables did help a lot. It was a drag because it was like with us, like 7 o'clock at night, and then you have practice, then you have to come back on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go back to 7.30. But I'll say study tables are also like just friends, like making friendships in classes. Like it's, it'll make – like work, doing work, homework, any of that way easier just because you're not going to do it by yourself. So one stumble, y'all all stumble, and it's like y'all just working together to find an answer. So speaking of friends and, and things, how do you keep up with assignments um, when you are traveling for, for, a, for your sport? So I'm assuming that your teammates are part of that help, either one of you. Everybody on the bus is studying, doing homework, like that's completely normal. That's what you're going to see. And we all know like everybody's got their own academics to focus on too. So I think we're all kind of just in it together at that point. And everybody's understanding that like if you have something you need to get done and then you're going to focus on the game, like the bus is the time to do that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like when it came to year two, like, people picked up on my personality. So, like, when they see me on the bus, I always have my computer in my bag. Like, okay, on the way there, it's cool. We, you got to build up emotions about the game. But on the way back from back to our school, it's like, okay, I have my computer up. I'm working on classwork. I got my headphones in. So it's like they understanding. And it's like some of them end up after, like, the first week, some people start bringing their computers, start doing the same thing. So they, they understand it with that. And that is what, that's a role model. You are a role model for, for the other players. And um, were there, do, do either one of you, did you have that experience where you were looking at upperclassmen at what they were doing and how they were balancing it? Um, yeah, a lot of upperclassmen came to me like my first week, like, what's your major? What are you doing? Because they were trying to figure out like who on the team best like could relate to the classes I was taking, like offer me help if they'd had a professor before, if I was like deciding between two classes, which one they took, which one they liked. And that guidance more, even more than like sitting down and like helping me study or anything like that. But that kind of navigation of like scheduling and all of that was really helpful. Yeah. And um, like when we first, like when I first stepped foot, it was, they came straight to us talking about this is school. This is how school is going to be. This is how, like how the workload is going to be. And like part of me knew because like the high school I went to, but you know, I didn't. I wasn't used to waking up every day at five o'clock. Plus having schoolwork and so late nights too. So I feel like the upper classes really helped me with that by coming straight to us, like not talking about football, saying like academics is going to be crazy just because of football. And that leads me into my next question: Is there the level of work, the amount of work that you have, both academic and the amount of work, you know, lifting it in early mornings? How do you find time to sleep? Because you need your bodies need sleep in order to perform well. So, um, T, how do you find the time to to get the right amount of sleep? Uh, it, it's, I feel like I got I adapted and gotten used to the scheduling. So I feel like right now, um, just my, my body naturally wakes up in time just because I'm used to it because of consistency. So that in schoolwork, the more you do it, the more easy everything becomes. So the more you get used to a class. So I feel like. The timing of me going to sleep was not really a problem right now. Okay. 
I would say the opposite kind of that is something I struggle with sometimes, but it does really come down to planning and just knowing like this needs to be done so that like one day, two days before game day, like that kind of thing before practice, you are rested and are able to give your best to your teammates. And that's what it comes down to. Well, I, I thank you both for, for giving up your time to come in and talk with us. Um, I, I am hoping that many athletes, uh, student athletes listen to this and, and learn from some of the things that you've shared. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Chapman's Coffee House. Chapman's is your place to go for a handcrafted latte and breakfast sandwich. Visit Chapman's at 68 and a half West Main Street in New Concord. Thanks to Chapman's for supporting Linda's Keys. Hey Muskies, it's Dr. Hilton from the Department of History here at Miss Kingham. I want to encourage you to utilize student drop-in hours. It's an opportunity to make sure you're on track to having academic success, to ensure you understand class material and upcoming assignments, and to have a conversation about how class is going. So stop in and see your faculty. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10.30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. I believe that um, the 13 keys were represented in these com both of these conversations thoroughly. Um, I think that the one that, that stood out to me the most and what I was thinking actually while I was planning this podcast was the purpose drives motivation. Like, why are you here at Muskingum? So even though they're here to play their sport, um, all four um, students talked about that their academics was the real reason they were here. And this, the sport was an additive. It was something that helped them enjoy being here, being part of the team and that kind of thing. But that purpose drives motivation. And a lot of times, especially with athletes in order to be able to play, they have to have um, good grades, or if they're if they're below a certain GPA, they don't have the opportunity to play. So that is that is a motivation in a, in a, in and of itself. So um, I also think as we kind of go down through the the keys, um, critique your study skills. Um, each one of them, I believe, especially um, Hunter and Kaylee, talked about um, how they their first semester really struggled. And then they, they found coping mechanisms. The, they both talked about the planners. They, they talked about um, different kinds of planners with Hunter using both the, the online um, planner on his phone and his paper, phone, his paper planner. So I believe that they're, they're seeing what works for them. And I think all four of them demonstrated that very well. Um, they figured out what they needed to do better and they, they brought up those skills um, along with them. Um, establishing good time management kind of goes along, uh, right along with that with the planners, but also um, when they were talking about getting enough sleep and um, being able to have time to do their assignments, if something wasn't working, then they made adjustments. And that is, that is a, a, a real um, important thing to think about um, when you're balancing ac academics and athletics both things take a lot of time. So being able to find, like get in the flow and know what works for you, and it takes a while. So, and that's why I think a lot of uh, first semester freshmen who, are, who their sport is in season in that fall semester really struggle with that because they're, they're adjusting to college life altogether. And then being able to figure out, okay, I do have to get up at 5 a.m. for 
you know, weight, uh, lifting in the mornings. And so as, as T said, you know, he had to, now his body is adjusted to it. So he kind of figured that out. Um, the other one that I thought was really important was the evaluating at the end of the semester. So um, that kind of goes along with exactly what we were just saying is that they find what work works for them. How did it work? What what didn't work? And they they all four have been able to make the adjustments that they needed to make in order to find the success that they needed. Um, and and with T and I asked that question purposefully because he did have a period of struggle last semester and and it it was tied to a sport as he explained he had uh, football is is hard anyway with time constraints but then he had an injury and um, I've seen that go many ways with different athletes but um, T was able to make that adjustment. And he did have a little extra time because he wasn't playing So, um, because of his injury. So that gave him um, a little bit of focus that I think has helped him um, as he's moved forward. But um, that, that is one thing that, that I think um, athletics athletes struggle with, and no one likes to talk about it. I bring it up, and they're, they're like, no, Linda, don't talk about that. But they, I think they all need to think about what if I'm injured because— um, I have seen so many students that have had an injury that has stopped their playing, and then they, because they were only here really in their head to play their sport, they they kind of lost their their motivation. Kind of goes back to that purpose drives motivation. If if you're only here because of the sport, if something happens and you can't play the sport, either because of your academics or because of an, an injury that can really mess with your mind. And I've, I've seen several students leave the university, leave, leave college, period, um, because of that. But if you go into it um, and, and plan on what happens, I've also seen students that could no longer play their sport who had planned on that. They made adjustments. You know, what would I do if they'd made adjustments and it was easier for them to do that? I was very glad that when I asked coaches for the names of students, I, I actually had a long list sent to me of student athletes on campus who are, are really good at this. And that, that um, kind of brightened my soul that we do have students here that, that have made that adjustment and have figured it out and have found their keys to academic success along with their athletics. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is produced at WMCO Studios at Muskingum University by Seth Roseberry and Kaylin Shalosky as part of the Spring 23 Media Senior Seminar class. Host Linda Hatfield is an Education Sports Specialist at Muskingum University. She teaches Keys to Academic Success, a class to help students dig into skills, tools, and strategies to help them focus on academics and find success in college. Linda has a master's degree in Library and Information Sciences from the University of Pittsburgh and has been an educator for over 25 years. Any reproduction or use of this program without written consent from WMCO is prohibited. Thank you for tuning in to Linda's Keys to Academic Success.